Today in business from Wired. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Amazon just got banned from the EU Parliament. In an interview with Wired, the politician behind the ban hits out at Amazon for being evasive about working conditions in its warehouses. By Morgan Meeker. Amazon has become the second company ever to have its lobbyists banned from the European Parliament, amid accusations the company does not take the institution seriously. The ban, which means the 14 Amazon employees who had access to the European Parliament can no longer enter the building without an invitation, follows the company's decision not to attend a January hearing about working conditions inside its fulfillment centers. In December, Amazon also rejected MEPs, members of European Parliament, requests to tour its fulfillment centers, citing how busy they were over the Christmas period. This is not a serious way to treat the European Parliament, says Dragos Pushlaru, a Romanian MEP and chair of the Parliament's Committee on Employment and Social Affairs, who formally requested the ban. We are representing 500 million citizens, and it is not a joke. You cannot just say that your senior representatives are not available when the Parliament is asking you. Companies originating outside Europe should take the EU Parliament as seriously as the U.S. Congress, he adds. The European Parliament is not holding grudges, he says. This is about us requesting to be respected as an institution. The row has erupted as concerns about working conditions in Amazon fulfillment centers are mounting in Europe. In January, the French Data Protection Authority fined Amazon 32 million euros, or $34 million, for operating what is called an excessively intrusive system for monitoring employee activity. In November, Amazon workers in Germany and Italy walked off the job on Black Friday to demand better pay and working conditions. Amazon says it has 150,000 employees within the EU. The fact that Amazon refuses to come and present their arguments whenever we call them is worrying, says Puslaru. This is not my subjective opinion. This is based on how the parliament should work. Puslaru first requested Amazon's lobbying permits be revoked in a February 6 letter sent to the parliament's president, following Amazon's January no-show. This issue extends beyond disrespect for the European parliament. 
It concerns the well-being, fundamental rights, and working conditions of hundreds of thousands of Europeans working in Amazon warehouses, he said in that letter. It is unreasonable for Amazon to lobby MEPs while denying them the right to probe the company's labor practices, the letter added. The idea to ban Amazon's lobbyists had been around since 2021, when the company first rejected a European Parliament invite to attend another hearing on working conditions, says Puslaru. But following his February letter, the European Parliament confirmed last night that access badges for Amazon lobbyists would be revoked. That means Amazon becomes the second company ever to have their access to the European Parliament revoked, following a ban on Roundup maker Monsanto in 2017. The Monsanto ban lasted until the company was acquired by Bayer the following year. In a statement published on its website, Amazon said it was disappointed by the decision. The company described the January hearing, which it did not attend, as one-sided and not designed to encourage constructive debate. The company said it had extended dozens of invitations to visit its facilities to committee members and staff. On February 5th, Amazon wrote to Puslaru inviting his committee to visit one of its 80 European fulfillment centers. However, official EU missions aren't allowed to take place so close to the EU's June elections, says Puslaru. They were seemingly open to inviting us knowing that we cannot go. Amazon's lobbying passes can be reinstated once the EU's employment committee says the company is showing genuine willingness to cooperate, says Puslaru. That is unlikely to happen before the elections as MEPs rush to wrap up unfinished legislation and prepare their campaigns. Until their passes are reinstated, Amazon lobbyists can only enter the EU parliament if they are invited by people working inside. They can still lobby individual MEPs and they can meet them outside of Parliament, says Bram Franken, a researcher focusing on big tech at campaign group Corporate European Observatory. It's mostly a really important political signal that the company went too far. For Franken, the ban is a good first step. We would like to see the ban made permanent and extended to all big tech companies, he says, adding that this would prevent big tech companies from watering down crucial legislation. Having a permanent ban is not necessarily justified, says Puslaru, unless, of course, their behavior continues to mock the institution in the future. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at Wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.